Hey everyone, Alice here. Welcome to another episode of Poetry Says. This one is a little different to usual. I had a group of friends around yesterday, uh, Anzac Day, to do a little poetry workshop, as you do on Anzac Day. And uh, I recorded at the end everyone going around the table and just talking about what exercises they liked doing and reading out the poem that they had written that they liked the best. So they very kindly allowed me to do that. And yeah, we had so much fun. What I got them to do was start out with some uh, start out with some techniques that would get them out of their own vocabulary because I think there's probably no quicker way to make a poetry workshop tense and weird and comparative than to say, so write a poem using your own language and your own structure. Um, if you lean on another structure, I think you can at least, at the very least, you can blame the result on that. Um, and it also means that you have the opportunity to surprise yourself. So we started out by doing some cut-ups and talking about what that process is, um, whether you have to actually use the words in the order which you draw them out after you've cut them up or whether you're allowed to kind of mix them around. And we had different... Um, people taking different approaches to that around the table. A couple of really, really great lines coming out of it, which was amazing. Then we moved on to erasures, which I'm just so fascinated to see that just everybody who I introduce erasures to just loves it. Something about just getting a pen and like striking out a whole bunch of text, I think is really empowering, really fun. And then also finding patterns on a page and finding what else that text is saying rather than what it was originally intended to say. It's really, really fun as well. So yeah, people really liked doing that. And then to kind of get into our own language a bit at the end, I introduced the Villanelle structure. So we looked at One Art by Elizabeth Bishop and uh, one of my favorite poems ever, I Am Not the Trick of the Flower by Grant Caldwell. And yeah, so I sort of got them to like hear those poems and try to figure out like what is the structure here there's repetition there's rhyme in one of them but not in the other what does that mean and then we kind of I, then I gave them an outline of the actual structure with the refrain and the rhyming pattern and then they took lines from the first two exercises lines that they liked or ideas that they liked and wrote a villanelle with those um, and yeah, again, the results were just like really fun. And I think there were a couple of poems that came out of it that people really liked and wanted to take away with them. But to me, the whole point of doing a workshop like that with people who are just starting to kind of dabble in poetry or want to get back into it after a break is to just really reinforce that sense of permission that um, you're allowed your poetry counts. Um, it's not some like closed off world where only certain people are allowed to participate. And uh, yeah, what you write is worthwhile. And at the end, I made sure I reinforced the uh, line from Carrie Tennis, my favorite writer, all the practice you get makes you better. So even if they left the workshop with nothing that they liked, at least they sat down and wrote something.
So which which exercise did you like the best? Which exercise? I like this. Erasure. 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 I wasn't feeling very inspired today, so I liked picking out some of other people's words. Yep. Yeah, I found like the erasure and the cut up ones, it was like more of a puzzle. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really feel like writing? I, I, I didn't get the same thing, I guess with, with, the, with those ones. I was like, oh yeah, this will work because like these words, oh, but then I need this word and I had to like find it in there somewhere and be like, found it. Mm. So, so it's like, satisfaction? Of, yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like doing a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. I like any time you can pull something out of a hat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bit of like, uh, it's like, uh, there's a bit of excitement to it. It's like, oh, what's gonna come out? Mm-hmm. And then um, if you just put them in that order, sometimes that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And that could inspire something you wouldn't have thought about, even if you tried a hundred times. Yeah. So I think there's something about that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that feeling of like, uh, like you are involved. It's not obviously, it's not really out of your hands, but. Mm. It just gives you this freedom because I don't know. Maybe it's a bit like it's not your fault if it goes wrong. Mm. Whereas if you're just writing yourself, it's like, oh, that came from my brain. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I found every single one um, pretty early into it. Like one of the words jumped out and defined what it was. Mm. Like. This one was like, mum, so what is mum saying? And then you're looking through it going, no, mum doesn't say that. Um, And then you find it and like the other one was maggot. So it's like, okay. So, but you're not completely, it's not your views on it because you've still got those things that are guiding it. Yeah. And so like Mm. what words are jumping out that still fit with the kind of mood you're in. Mm. Um, But still being true to like, yeah, the random pulling out of a, word or that weird little jumbled letter and stuff mm. like mm. so it'll take you in directions you didn't actually plan but it was cool but there was always like a direction i yeah. thought pretty early yeah mm. did anybody get anything that they feel like really attached to like they want to keep any lines that they're like oh actually i really do like that like beyond just doing it as an exercise i didn't really for the record which mm. i don't think matters mm. You mean the line we've written? Yeah, like something from one of the exercises that you're like, actually, I could write like a quote-unquote proper poem about that. Like, oh. I really liked my trust can bear a man line, and yeah. then I wrote a poem about it, and now I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it just it's not exciting to me anymore now, yeah. which is interesting, yeah. So there's like an initial excitement. Mm. Well, yeah, just as it's line by itself, but then exploring the concept, I didn't like it. Mm. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And because the concept that I wanted to explore, I was like, no, that's a boring, like, lame poem mm. that I don't want to, that I don't feel like writing right now. I want to write a fun poem. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it could definitely be a boring, lame poem, which is just, like, my own cynicism coming out mm. or something and yeah that's when i was like oh put it on the page <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to read that poem that's the thing you wouldn't want to write it or read it no mm. no yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah. i really enjoyed learning the villain villain yeah the villain yes. no i enjoyed it no it's just yeah. um 
I've been writing freestyly my whole life, pretty much. Like limericks is the only like format that I learned <laughs> when I was like seven. Solid. So, yeah, limericks are cool. <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> just the way that you taught the Villa Nueva, Villa Rel. <laughs> um, I just I have an option now I have a new option so I got yeah. limericks and that oh. yeah, there are so many <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you, yeah come on just... you did an acrostic at some point oh, acrostics yeah sick oh of those oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about it <laughs> is that like acrostitch <laughs> sure yeah it's when you it's, yes, it's knitting poetry knitting poetry oh, I bet so there are cool. heaps of acrostic cross-stitches. yeah yeah yeah. Just for that. Yeah. Look, I'm in the crusty crusting. Yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> this is, I wasted, so I just had to do it. This shouldn't exist. I I'm sorry. Mugs of my life. All right. So, do you want to go around and read the one that you liked the best? Or you can just say pass if you wish. Yeah. You're looking at me. Yeah. Okay. At me. All right. <laughs> I, I put it to the crowd to mm. choose. Actually, so it was between Bleak Mum or Groupie. Yeah. So we went with Groupie, which is the Villanelle. Villanelle. Villanelle, yeah. Groupie. Trust can bet a man. Love is not an option, girl. Must stick to the plan. Step one, infiltrate the van. Man the stand, sell the merch. Trust can bet a man. He is your Batman. Maybe buy him a cape. Must stick to the plan. Other girls, a blanket ban. For his own good, of course. Trust can bet a man. Become the manager of the band. Fire all the dissenting friends. Must stick to the plan. You'll look back on how it began. Superstar duo of the world. Trust can bet a man. Stick to the plan. Woo! Ow, woo! Quickly, quickly, quick, quick. <laughs> nice. All right, Randy. Um, yeah, you actually gave me confidence to bring this to a slam, so I'm going to use this as a rehearsal. Yeah, everybody that yeah. Randy there is the biggest <laughs> Melbourne slam scene is about to destroy you. <clears throat> See the world for what it is. You're illiterate to the truth. Maybe you should quit the biz. Be you a mister or a miz, an olden folk or a youth. See this world for what it is. Run for the hills, it's not a quiz. Fresh to the world or long of tooth, maybe you should quit the biz. Thou must learn what tisn't and what tis. Pray thy delusions don't make thee uncouth. See this world for what it is. Become a desk monkey or computer whiz. Stop mixing drinks using vermouth. Maybe you should quit the biz. All else can become hers or his. Believe me, it's the gospel truth. See this world for what it is. Maybe you should quit the biz. How do you feel about it reading it a second time? I was more internal this time because I was trying to make it a performance. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's like stand-up. <laughs> so yeah. this time I was like pretending that there was an audience there. Nice. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. And I lost, I lost the words a bit. <laughs> it felt better reading it before. Yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's kind of like what 
what you're saying, Tara, like you get that initial excitement and then mm. it's like you come back to it and you think, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought. Mm. But yeah, I would encourage you to come back to all these, like if you like them, there's probably something in there that's worth returning to. Mm. Um, don't just go, oh, actually, no, that was shit, I was wrong, and like never look at it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll probably rewrite it before I do it at a place. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mine was an erasure that made me laugh from the Magic Faraway Tree book um, titled Valentine's Day Was Rough For Me. Chocolate, presents for everyone. I'd really like a surprise, I said, simply, in the end. You can't see this, but Jeremy's really cool. He's really, he's a really hip dude. I am so hip. Um, uh, my, my, my poem is also an erasure. Uh, from crime and punishment, offenders and victims in a broken justice system. Victims support victims. Crime is natural. Observers suppress feelings. Jared is guilty. <laughs> crum, crum. <laughs> Jared is the so you know that's true. Yeah. That's entitled Fuck You Jared. Uh, hey. <laughs> oh Jared, what happened to your life? Oh my poem was called Fuck Your Dreams. That's right, it was. It was called Fuck Your Dreams. Except for the fucks. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Groupie brackets. Ooh, explicit fuck, fuck you. <laughs> so you get racy in here. So this is a, a cutting up one. Cutting up one. Cutting up one. That's the official word. That's what's called people who do bad. Moral guilt in society begins to focus the traditional moral punishment of theory. Yep. <laughs> Vital in the foundations which punish her. Privilege the philosopher who defend others. Breaking painful templates. Moral expectation that he broke consent will suffer. Punishment then becomes kind. Mm. Good last line. Good last line. Alright, I'm gonna leave you with my with a quote from Annie Lamont, Bird by Bird. Get it. Um, yeah, I really like this. Very few writers really know what they are doing until they've done it. Nor do they go about their business feeling dewy and thrilled. They do not type a few stiff warm-up sentences and then find themselves bounding along like huskies across the snow. For me and most of the other writers I know, writing is not rapturous. In fact, the only way I can get anything written at all is to write really, really shitty first drafts. Mm. So, yeah, if you wrote something that you liked, that's a bonus, but the fact that you wrote anything is great. Mm. Mm. Well done, guys. Woo. Woo.